This is The Mindful and the Messy with Roxy and Sarah. Welcome to The Mindful and the Messy, honest, real-life chats on living and loving our lives. And welcome back to The Mindful and Messy. We are back, guys. It's been a week or a few weeks break for us. Um, I hope you guys will caught up on the latest episodes and it feels good to be back. So what are we what are we chatting about today? Hi, we are talking about coping in COVID. Yes. Um, yes. But before we jump into that, maybe I should say we're recording this episode on Roxy's birthday. Yay! <laughs> Woo, Yay Roxy. <laughs> and you know what? It's kind of perfect because what a weird time to be oh. celebrating a birthday. That's true. I didn't even think about that. I didn't even think You're about here that. with me on Skype. Yay. <laughs> Actually, you know what? I think it's great because I've had I've shared I think two of my birthdays with you now. One in South Africa and, and now one on Zoom or Skype. So yeah. this is great. Yeah. But yeah. Um, it's actually okay because um where I am in Sydney in Australia, the the restrictions aren't actually too bad at the moment compared to yeah. Victoria, which is the other state in Australia. Um, that's doing really badly. So I actually have a bit more freedom. And I know a lot of my friends who had birthdays, like yourself as well, earlier in the year, it was just mm-hmm. like could not do a single thing. So I feel kind yeah. of grateful to be able to do, to like go out today and, yeah, not be. I, I also, mine was March 10th so it was yeah. literally the last oh. weekend before here before oh, everything got shut down it was oh, like yeah. I had my birthday and then oh, yeah, that was yeah. that oh yeah you did have a birthday yeah that's crazy yeah. oh my gosh just to think we're in August now like the end of August and it's been happening since March I know it's yeah I had a moment of that today actually because I realized I started a new job I did it for one month in the office and since then I've been working from home because of the pandemic yeah Um, and I just realized how it's been like six months that I've been working from home and that's the norm for me now because that's (laughs) the majority of what I've done for this job um it is strange times it is very strange and I don't know if you feel this as well but on one hand I feel like this year has gone really slowly and then on the other hand it's gone so fast like, yeah. it's so weird that it's already August, yet somehow I feel like we haven't really moved through the year at all. I guess it's because yeah. all those little milestones and little, like, things that you do throughout the year haven't really been there the same as they used to be. And so it's yeah. just... And it's, there's definitely been a bit more of, I don't know if this is the right word, but mundaneness, like, yeah. very same, same. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, And even with restrictions lifting, like everyone has different situations, right? So it's, it's still been not normal compared to what we're used to. Um, And yeah, I agree, like very slow, like the world has slowed down, or at least tried to in a lot of ways. Mm. So it makes sense that slowness is there. And also that you look back and think, okay, like at least, so it's summer in Canada. I know it's not there, but yeah. we're looking back and like, all right, so summer is coming to an end and it hasn't been a regular summer at yeah. all. Uh, where did it go and what did I do? Mm. 
Yeah, it's it's so odd. I mean, yeah, this whole this whole year's been very strange and I think it's it's a good point for us to start on, as you just mentioned about your work. So working from home has definitely, I would say, has been a huge change for most people. You know, a lot of people are used to getting up in the morning, getting dressed and going into work, whether it's nine to five or whatever it is. And that routine and that normalness of getting out of the house and not working where you live. Um, I reckon it would be very challenging, though, for a lot of people who are used to that routine to then start working from home. Yeah, I know it has been for a lot of people. And um, for me, I'd say that's probably one of the, like, made it less stressful for me because I love working from home. And um, I do really well working from home, probably better than in an office. Mm. So for me, it's been like a nice thing. But there definitely are challenges. You have to know how to shut off Mm -hmm. if you don't have the space to have like a little office. It can be difficult if you have other responsibilities at home, Mm -hmm. people around, kids around, um, things to do. I think it can be quite distracting Mm -hmm. as well. Yeah. Yeah. Just thinking about work further, like people who like essential workers even though they've kept working, their whole way of working has been completely changed as well, right? Yeah. So really work for most people, I would say, has been disrupted. It has. And I mean, I guess that's true that I think it's so individual though. Like for you, it's nice to work from home and I can also yeah, get that you might be able to, you know, have a bit more of a longer lie-in or you don't have to get super dressed up if you work in, like, a really corporate business or um, you can just, like, go when it's lunch break. It's just going to your kitchen kind of thing. Um, (laughs) But, yeah, like, I feel really – I feel for the people who have kids during this pandemic, especially young kids. Like, when when parents had to not only be parents but had to be teachers, I was like, oh – my goodness, that is, that is tough. Like a lot of them wouldn't even know how to begin how to homeschool yet. They were overnight became a a teacher. Yeah. Yeah. And that's really the, it really did feel here that it happened overnight. Mm. It was like all this talk. Yeah. 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 Pandemic or not even pandemic. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Coronavirus. Yeah. Yeah. And then, Oh, it's a pandemic. Yeah. I I feel the same as well because I remember, well, I remember earlier in the year in Australia, so in our summer, we had absolutely catastrophic bushfires as that was taking up everyone's like headspace, really. It's like, can't even think about anything. I mean, this COVID has been happening, I think, since last year in in China, Mm -hmm. but like it was really under the radar, like wasn't a full pandemic, but the virus was around, I'm pretty sure. And then like earlier in the year... And then, yeah, in, like, I guess April, April, March, March, April, it just, yeah, exploded. So I know, like, I think work for a lot of people has been something that has maybe been the most impacted. And um, we did our polls, which we do every week (laughs) for these episodes. (laughs) Um, So on my poll, Sarah, I think yours might be similar. We got, you know, we asked the question, has your work been affected during covid so 88% of you said yes, with only 12 saying no. That's a huge, that's a lot. Yeah, 
And mine was 76%. So definitely the majority as well. Yeah. And I know there, I was looking at, you know, who said what, and I don't know everyone, but there were people I know who are nurses. So obviously work has definitely been affected, even though it, their workplace hasn't necessarily changed maybe, but, um, definitely more stress probably and more more going on mm. um, right in it and then a lot of people who either they weren't able to work anymore they got laid off or yeah um, yeah I'm interested to know like what was the response in Australia around work and helping people out did it happen do you mean like government support yeah yeah well yeah, so I can't remember at the very beginning what happened. Like, um, yeah, I can't I can't super remember. I think when – basically, we still are getting government support. So most – I think right. a lot of Australians are getting government support. But I, I don't actually know um, – there's definitely people in the system who aren't getting that government support. Um, there's, like, holes in the system that people don't right. fit into certain categories and – yeah, all that kind of stuff. So um, you could get kind of two main government benefits with JobKeeper. So if you already had a job, you would get paid X amount of dollars every fortnight from the government, um, if like from your employee basically, or a job seeker, which was like if you had, if you got laid off, you don't have a job, but you're trying to look for a job, but you can't work, then you get that money. Right. So, yeah. so there was like fortnightly payments. Um, I think some are kind of coming to an end now because in New South Wales, it's like you can people, more people are getting jobs now and stuff, but there's definitely people like even like my younger sister who doesn't fall into a category of government benefits, even though she like pays rent, lives in a different state, all this kind of crap. It's just cause she's right. young and she's not a student. So tricky. Uh, yeah. So yeah. what about you guys? Yeah. What happened in Canada? It's pretty, it's similar. We have the CERB um, emergency response benefit. Mm. And I was like, personally, I thought it was really good because basically you hardly had to prove anything. It was just like, if you lost your income because of COVID, um, then you would get $2,000 a month. Mm. And if you lie, like they'll track it down right later on and go after you. But I did think it was quite good because uh, it did cover self-employed people too. So like my partner got is got CERB and it's been super helpful. And I think it was, it's, it was very helpful to have the government kind of take that role and just be like, no, stay home. Like we'll take care of it. Same thing though. There are, there were gaps and some of them they've addressed, some of them they haven't. Um, but I think it definitely probably helps people here at least have less stress mm. about it. And then on the other side, there was lots of criticism from, you know, other governments here. Like, oh, no, we need to keep things going and keep the economy going. And mm. it's just like, I think in a pandemic, we can stop. Like, we yeah. can slow things down. And in a way at least here, I think we kind of saw that how you could slow things down and everything would still be okay. Mm. Definitely. That was from like a lot of governments. I mean, obviously the economy, we don't like, it's an important thing. Um, but 
I agree there was also that like emphasis on it was like that whole profit on people kind of mentality that was going on like the economy is more important and blah 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 but I think you know I think Australia's handled it as well as they could have I mean I'm sure they could have done stuff better as well but it's so uncertain like everything's uncertain at, at this moment yeah um, yeah I'm I'm glad for the government benefits for sure. Like I mean, but what were they gonna do? Like let everyone drop dead and starve to death? Like yeah. they had to do something. So, um, but I mean, it's just interesting because we'll be seeing the like um, aftermath of this pandemic for like years and years and years and years and years to come in terms of the economy and um, all that kind of stuff. So it'll be interesting to see how different life is when whenever life gets back to yeah. normal. Even saying that, when life gets back to normal, yeah, what is normal? I don't know if <laughs> the world is going to go back to pre-COVID times, like, or even if it should. Yeah, even if it should, <laughs> that's a really good point. That's a great point. Should it? Because yeah, I mean, there was lots of you know things that definitely could have changed pre-COVID. Um, yeah, and there's it's hard to. I, I don't want people to misread that when I say that. Like, there's things I would also like to have back, like being able to hang out in a big group of friends, oh, yeah. go traveling, you know, yeah. I'm sure we'll miss that stuff as well. And also, like, I want it to go back to normal, obviously, in terms of, like, people aren't dying and yeah. you're not worrying oh, yeah. about killing someone. Yeah, yeah. Um, like, obviously, that's been horrible. And I think for, like, more marginalized populations as well right like it's been harder um so yeah all that obviously I want to go back to normal but I mean more so in this just like rushed fast-paced must consume must Mm -hmm. produce that type of society that we live in and I mean we even saw the environmental stats like Mm -hmm talking about how there was less pollution and stuff like I more so think there's this way of slowing down that we could benefit from yeah that lesson there definitely and and let's just touch on that I guess now so in terms of slowing down um and yeah things changing pace and stuff what has been some things in your life that you've kind of felt have really slowed down or have you enjoyed like being a bit more slow in your life like what's what's been going on for you um hmm like i i felt okay when everything first happened yeah. and again like i've been reflecting about it a lot and i'm obviously in a super privileged position to feel okay like i didn't have to worry about my job i could keep working from home yeah uh, you know i i didn't yeah so i i felt okay and i was actually enjoying the slowness of it all yeah um it slowed down my social life which was probably the first thing that really threw me for a loop because I had moved to a new city in January, basically, and I was on a mission to, like, make friends and create a sense of community. And when I really started making actions towards that was just the week before everything shut down. So it was like I was just starting and I was so pumped up to make friends. And then COVID kind of threw it in my face that you're not going to make any friends and you... I almost felt like it was like you better get comfortable with being alone Mm. Um, or like not 
feeling like you have no friends, I guess, around you, like in close proximity. Yeah. Which I'm sure a lot of people have felt that way. And, and I think, yeah, along with the slowing down, like I don't necessarily do so well or haven't in the past with slowing down and not having a full to-do list and keeping myself busy. Mm-hmm. And so I'm still integrating that like more and more I'm practicing this slowing down and simplifying and not making myself do so much. And I think that's been a really solid lesson for me, but one that's been challenging for sure. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's such a good point. All that you're saying, because I think that that loneliness thing of feeling like you're really alone. I mean, people are physically isolated from one another and humans are social beings. Like we're social Mm -hmm. animals and we thrive off that real community and stuff. And obviously there's people that are way more introverted than others and all that kind of stuff, but we are still, I suppose, a social, yeah. um, Creature. (laughs) Yeah. So when we go into that real isolated state, um, For a lot of people, it can probably be maybe quite triggering or bring up a lot of stuff that um, you kind of rather just ignore or um, fill up your day being so busy that you don't have time to think about it. Um, Yeah. So I think for me, when um, isolation came into, I really tried to as well focus on, um, on really being comfortable in that slowness because Mm -hmm. I didn't want to start getting almost like anxious about not doing things or that kind of need to be somewhere else. Like I was supposed to travel as lots and lots and lots of other people were as well. Um, So that feeling of, I I guess what I'm trying to say is that feeling of trying to be very grounded was something I had to really ground it is what I'm looking for that I really had to lean into because, you know, I was wanting to go, I was booked to go to Africa and do all these cool things and super keen to get out of my comfort zone and get out of where I'm used to living. Um, and then I was forced to stay where I was. And it was this kind of big thing of having to be very present and not trying to live in the past and not trying to live in the hypothetical future, but just trying mm-hmm. to be really grounded um, and okay with where I was. But it's, difficult that's like far easier said than done um yeah and I think like even in the polls we asked if how you know have people been more or less stressed during COVID in general so 71% of people said more for sure and 29% said less yeah and mine was very similar it was 78% said more yeah um and it yeah just what you were saying there it's funny because I've been writing down words about how I want to feel like figuring it out lately and grounded keeps coming up for me too. And I really feel like that's what I've been almost forced to lean into as well as that rootedness, groundedness, presence, like you said, um, because things are uncertain. Like all you know is what is right now. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like uh, stuff's going to come up and also, our whole society wants to move like wants to move quickly and do things. So I think for collectively it's been very difficult that way that we're we're being forced to yet there's also this pressure in society to continue to carry on as normal. Yeah. I mean 
And at the beginning, do you remember all those memes going around like, now is the time to write that book? And oh, yeah that course and launch that business and yeah. like I fall into that I'm like yeah it is yeah. time I have all this time yeah. but then you know in a couple of weeks I might feel like fuck I don't want to do anything like yeah what the hell there's a pandemic going on and it's crazy and people are dying and I'm not seeing anyone and I'm feeling lonely and I don't feel like doing anything yeah and yeah I yeah. think we almost have to just sit with that Absolutely. And I think that was that thing, right? It's like just blocking out the noise and really tuning into what is best for you at this crazy time. So I remember feeling completely overwhelmed when COVID first hit. One, because I was devastated that I couldn't go to Africa, which I've been trying to go for four years. So yeah. I've been like, yeah, so I was really devastated about that. But um just really trying to feel okay with what was going on, but feeling so overwhelmed. And I went through that exact same thing of, for me, I've kind of worked for myself for a long time. So the working from home didn't really change, but thinking that I really had to up my game and like mm -hmm. do all these extra things and like change the way I was going and about my work and do X, Y, Z. And I did do some of those things, but it, the way I've gone about it now like the the way that I'm thinking about it has really changed. At the beginning, it was like, I have to do this because I've got a time limit and like a lot of anxiety around, okay, I don't know when this is going to end. So I need to do it and have something complete yeah. before we come out of isolation. It was like a, a timeline. I was like a deadline I was trying to put on myself. Um, and then I think I just got so anxious. I was like, Rox, you're going to make yourself sick, mate. Like chill out yeah. <laughs> and just relax. And, um, and I did, and it's actually, I kind of got into this place where it was so nice just to be really slow. And I'm such a planner. I love to plan ahead. And the bad thing about that is that I, can be not very present. So I'm living in the future right. a lot of the time, right? Yeah. Planning things and organizing things and whatever. So it stops me from being in the present moment. So COVID has forced me to be more present because I can't plan anything. And I can't yeah. like, do all these things. Yeah. So, and it, it yeah. shows you how quickly things can change. Yeah. You know, like there's so many people who thought their jobs were so secure yes. and then in a moment it's like no this yeah. isn't gonna work yeah. and yeah I've also been slowing down like I've actually now that I think about it even when I'm writing in my journal in the morning mm. I've noticed how quickly I try to rush through that and mm. since COVID I've tried telling myself slow wow. down what are you rushing for yeah. <laughs> there's nothing happening <laughs> Sure. And then I, yeah, like, yeah. write slower even, you know? Wow. That's so um, good, though. Yeah. But it's it's a true, like, it's a traumatic time. Yeah. Like, it is. It's been, and I, th I saw a thing on the internet about this, how it's, like, actually probably more traumatic that we're kind of being forced to carry on as normal, mm. or at least there's pressure to do that even though it's, it is a traumatic time. And it's like, I think that's important to reiterate to everyone, including ourselves, like yeah. it's okay to not feel okay. Yeah. 
Yeah. Like we've never dealt with this. No one who's alive right now has dealt with this, right? Nope. Well, like worldwide, I guess not. Like yeah. a pandemic. Not a pandemic, no. Yeah. Other things, obviously, but like, so it's okay to not know how to deal with it. Mm-hmm. And I, I think that's what's happening is, like you said, we're just being forced to sit with it. And that's probably why people, a lot of people feel more stressed is because there's going to be shit coming up that is buried deep in there and you don't really have anything to blanket over it anymore. Yeah. And I think also to, to add on to what you were just mentioning is like, I really found during this COVID time is that things that in my life weren't working, didn't have, I didn't have space for anymore because it's kind of like when you take everything away that kind of you think you are so your job like what we're just talking about like people think their job is their entire life and it's so secure and and all these things fall away what are you kind of left with what are the relationships Mm -hmm. that stick that you'll actually make time for now that you can't go and visit everyone now that all these things are happening what are those things in your life that you actually want to make the time for and that are like of benefit to you so for me it was a really kind of self-reflective time of things, relationships, friendships, whatever that wasn't working, even the way that I was, you know, my own mindset, things that weren't working, like to let them go because we can't really go back to the way things were. You know, we're moving forward and um, what do you want to take with you? So what, what fell away for you? I think, to be honest, for me, in terms of, like, friendships and stuff like that, it was really thinking about the people that I want to make time for or that make time for me. So in this kind of thing where you can't really see anyone or when restrictions lifted and you can only see, like, one other person outside of your household or this kind of stuff, it's like, who do I actually – who's in my life that I actually value and who, you know – who um, bring something to my life and I can bring something to their life. So I think that was maybe the main thing for me. Also in terms of like my business, it was like what is not working and um, what can change and all this kind of stuff. So it was really, yeah, they were the kind of main things to me, I think. Yeah. And I mean, we, another thing we asked in the polls was um, have your relationships changed? Like all of them, friends, family, whatever. And yeah. for me, 75% said yes to that. Mm. Yeah, mine and then, similar. Yeah. And then your relationship, if you're in a relationship with a partner, um, a romantic relationship, 80% of people said that have been affected as well. Mm. And I think you asked whether it was positive or negative, right? Yeah. So, um for has COVID affected your relationship? You guys said, well, 67, uh, 62% of you said yes, it has been affected. Um, 38% said no, it hasn't. And then what kind of effect? So um, 73% of you said it has had a positive effect. Mm-hmm. And 27 said it had been negative. So I, to be honest, was quite surprised by that stat. I thought it would yeah. be flipped so I thought there would be more negative than positive I don't know if that's cynical maybe you hear those stories more because I'm 
I know we've talked about this and I think both of us think it's been a positive effect, right? On yeah. our partnerships. Yeah. So, so kind of thinking about that, I can now say, okay, great. So yeah. Maybe, and also maybe positive in a way like, um, like I know someone who they wrote positive And then when I asked them, like, what are some happy stories that came out of COVID? They said, um, broke up with my partner and that was positive. Right. So, it doesn't you know what I mean like that's a positive for them that it needed to happen and this was the push or whatever that kind of made it happen but it was positive so yeah um and I think it's it's interesting like yeah my relationship I think definitely has had more positive effects because of COVID we've spent um a lot more quality time with each other um due to you know work slowing down and restrictions and all this kind of stuff so we've actually spent more time with each other and have gotten to know each other more deeply and all this kind of stuff um which has been super nice and um you know a lot of people have been like I don't know like getting pregnant and getting married and and stuff and then on the flip side people are breaking up getting divorced moving out like it's like yeah, yeah it's interesting it is. And I, I think as well, when I say it's been a positive effect yeah. on my relationship, it's also been because like our lives have changed. We're spending a lot more time together. We're both seeing less people and like in each other's space more, um, which could go another way. Right. But I would say it's been positive because we've both seen each other at new levels. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like being more stressed out. Like I've probably cried more during COVID than he, mm. like he has ever seen me cry before. And like, I think like going back to the relationship episode where we talked about like being able to be in that vulnerable state with someone, how when it's healthy, it really helps the relationship grow. I think that's what I've seen, which is why I consider it to be positive. But I also relate to you with the friends, like letting go. I felt that like, I feel like the way I look at the people closest to me has changed. Not the way I look at them, I guess, who I consider to be closest to me. And also my boundaries. I don't know if you've noticed, but since COVID, I feel like, I don't know if I want to say my patience has gone away, (laughs) but almost in a healthy way. It's like, I feel like I I have no less issue now with asserting my boundaries to mm. people maybe because it's a more natural thing like we don't have to see people yeah <laughs> but I I feel like I'm more able to tell people like how I feel and and what I want mm. from yeah. them or don't want from them um which I think it's what you said. It's letting go. Like I've just realized what's not working for me. And I guess I've realized I don't want to hold space for it anymore. That's so good. I love that. I love that. You're like, nope, sorry. Bye. But that, who knows? Like it could also be a bit unhealthy, like no patience as in I'm so like getting pissed off at the world. And, you know, like we've had more time on social media too in this yeah and you know there's a lot going on like so it's seeing that and um seeing how some people respond to it and like other people's views that I don't agree with necessarily you know like 
there's also some growth for me there because I just feel like I have no patience for that anymore either. <laughs> I mean, I get what you're saying. I don't, when you say that, I don't hear that as like a negative thing. I think it's just what we were talking about is those things that you kind of don't have room for in your life. Um, you're setting new boundaries and you're letting like old ways of being go. And yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah, who knows? Mindful and messy. Hey, it's a bit of both. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, we're not I mean, all. That's, maybe yeah. that's why we came up with this at this time. Yeah, because it's like it's been a messy time, and um, yeah, like we've. I think everyone is is just seeing different parts of themselves come to light, and different parts of others, and different parts of the world. Mm, <laughs> and there's really like everyone is kind of being forced to look at it all. So yeah, yeah, it's messy. It's, it's messy, and I don't know why. I mean, like, to be honest, COVID's been happening pretty much since we've done all these episodes, right? Yeah. And we haven't talked about it until now. And yeah, interesting. I wonder why, but I, I think maybe I feel at a better place with COVID now, and I mm-hmm. think maybe I'm able to have a bit of hindsight because it's been a little while since it's all kind of happened where I guess if we tried to talk about it at the very beginning there was no real hindsight we were completely in the in the midst of it all and um yeah yeah just like seeing how it unfolds because even at the beginning of it I felt okay completely and it wasn't really maybe until I was a couple months in that it really started to get to me yeah I, or if I did it yeah. then, I would have been, like, probably all positive about it. Like, yeah. <laughs> I would have been, like, write that book. Yeah. <laughs> write that book, do that project, go, go, yeah. go. <laughs> yeah. So it's probably And now we're, like, now we're just, like, girl, drink your wine, sit down. <laughs> yeah. Watch that yeah, Netflix. Like, okay. <laughs> to acknowledge that, yeah, like, this shit is coming up or it all feels messed up and chaotic and like this is how I'm sort of dealing with it but I'm still learning you know yeah and I'm just trying to see what else we um we wanted to touch on today which we have some really good points because this COVID thing is such a huge topic and to be honest we'll look back on this episode maybe in another six months time and laugh and be like yeah lol but um we were so positive then who knows or whatever (laughs) who knows that's the thing right it's such a big question mark um but a really great point I wanted to bring up was I guess we've kind of touched on it but like facing fears so and and a lack of xyz oh yes so we've as we um mentioned we have spoken before about you know a lack of things in previous episodes um what episode was that Sarah Rami I think it was yeah you're following your calling and limiting beliefs we talked about how it was like a collective limiting belief to that there wasn't enough and you need more more money more credentials etc yeah and so I mean I guess that will be coming up a lot during COVID because people I mean, maybe for some, maybe for not others, but, you know, a lack of, for a lot of people, might be a lack of freedom, for one. Yeah. It might be a lack of, um, lack of uh, community, lack of companionship, lack of mm-hmm. money, 
mm-hmm. um, lack of choice. Like there's, I suppose there's a lot of things that people will feel a lack of because we're so used to so much, right? And yeah. I think it's kind of nice in a way, in a way. So if you, you could kind of look at it like we're so used to consuming whatever we want all the time and we have options of absolutely everything and there's so much but we really were forced to bring it back to absolute basics so what mm-hmm. is like the things that you need not that you want yeah. what do you need in your life to survive right now I guess it's that really survival kind of mentality yeah. and it is like different also a, it's like a lack of safety almost as well which is just what you you were saying I was thinking that like it's coming down to the basics, like it's getting to your more primal nature. Yeah. That's what you're saying, where you wanna you wanna feel secure. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I think I think all of that can really bring up a lot of fear in people. And mm-hmm. this pandemic in general is um, can be a very fearful thing. And I know, to be honest, if I watch the news too much, I slip into that real fear mentality anxious like survival kind of mode of thinking um and I don't think that's very healthy like I don't try and listen to the news too much because um obviously like the big important things I will know about kind of whichever way like I'll I'm sure I'll find out um but kind of consuming all that media all the time that's really fear-based I find is not very it's not very healthy because I guess if you're if you're in that fight or flight kind of mode, your body, if it's in that real state of fear, is kind of prepping itself because it thinks it's like running away from something or it needs to protect itself, which yeah. you know has been proven that people actually get are prone to getting more sick um, and their immune system can be more depleted if you're in that state of um, fight or flight, really anxious fear-driven mode so it's actually worse for your health when you're in that real kind of state yeah and it's yeah I I also am the same like I don't I keep up to date on like the issues that I care about like I'm always like finding out what's going on with like racial justice or like climate change you know all of that but I don't watch like your standard media either because of the same thing um yeah. And it's, I feel like for me, I, I've really had to find a balance between like not being afraid, but also like being respectful, I guess, Yeah. of other people and their safety, which when it first started, I, or like I started hearing about COVID, I definitely was more in the like, oh, it's not a big deal. Who cares? It's like the flu. Like I was that person. Yeah. Um, but then like my partner's father is on chemo so he's like very immunocompromised and so that was kind of like the reality check for me like the doctor was like you cannot 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 get it or like you're done right and so then I I kind of like started to take this more like responsible stance I guess yeah I'm still not like watching the news and looking at the numbers and stuff I'm just like following the guidelines and like yeah yeah it's like it's for me it's been like this learning curve of that as well as like making sure I'm being respectful yeah and safe yeah and safe yeah 
Like I, but also like maintaining my mental health too. Yeah, it's definitely a balance, and it's a balance that we're not really used to, I suppose, in terms of you know we've never, as you said, gone through a pandemic, so it's all learning for everyone. Um, And yeah, totally the same for me as well. Like really having to um, assert firm firmer boundaries with people who maybe don't care so much about COVID or think they're invincible against COVID. I know I have some friends who like guys who will still try and kiss me on the cheek or like give me a hug. And I'm like, they've done it a few times and I'm like, we're just in a pandemic. Can you just like not kiss me on the cheek? Yeah. Like, it's just like, like just no, it's it's just so. And that's also like kind of goes back to the facing fear because yeah, for a lot of people, there's this fear of saying no, right? And like... Mm, and confrontation. Yeah, I and mean, even I found it hard at the beginning when I was like, because of um, Thomas's dad, like very, very much like physically distancing. And I like had to turn down people who wanted to hang out. Yeah. It's so hard for me because I'm like, I want to make friends. And yeah. people my friend and and like I want to be social and please everyone yeah and I'm having to be like and everyone understands most of the time you're like no like I'm really trying to socially distance yeah (laughs) like it is awkward it is awkward and I think to be honest just like as we're talking I'm like I definitely need to there's like a few people that come to mind that I'm like I just don't know if they don't care or they don't think about it but I I need to have more assertive boundaries and be like no but it can be it can be super awkward because you're like no stay away from me and it's like oh just yeah it's look it's all new and it's all learning still um yeah and I think and like like you said in six months maybe we'll look back and be like ha ha now anyone asks me anything and I just say no yeah (laughs) I don't even give them a reason anymore I'm a boundaries queen boundaries queen it's got nothing to do with COVID I just don't like you (laughs) (laughs) oh god I don't know but I think to be honest um I think like the big the big lessons for me and maybe good takeaways for people listening is like it's okay to not be okay and I think that reaching out for that support to the people that you do kind of entrust in Mm -hmm. and um you know have that support network whoever it is um even if it's virtual even if it's virtual that's a really good point (laughs) is is so important in these times because it can as we've mentioned bring up a lot of shit that has been buried deep and these are traumatic times um so it's okay to really reach out to people and to take your time um yeah and if you are having a great time in COVID if this has been like a super nourishing time where you're like all the great things are happening for you and you're actually loving it that's great too like you don't like do you do you but yeah. I guess this is more for those people who might be struggling. Um, yeah, just know it's okay to slow down. And this won't be forever, which I think is an important thing to remind people that this is not going to be forever. We will not be in a pandemic state forever. So things will yeah. change. Life is always changing. Um, yeah. Yeah, this too shall pass. Yeah. It's a good, a good thing to remember all the time, really. Like everything's yeah. so cyclical and even when it's really hard, it'll pass. And maybe when it's good again, you should remind yourself that it'll pass too. So enjoy it. Honestly, 
Yeah, exactly. I think I actually love that phrase, this too shall pass, because um, that's about everything. As you've just said, if you're having a really great time, that's amazing, but this too shall pass. Like, that's up, it's such a great reminder just to be so in the present moment. Um, yeah. And just to, yeah, support. Find grounding, like you said, near the beginning. Grounding is a great I think that's a really great yeah. word for COVID at the moment is to try and feel really grounded because you kind of don't, you kind of can't really do anything else. Yeah. So it's like just really like, step into yeah. it. Yeah. Okay, guys. Well, I hope you enjoyed this episode and we're glad to be back. <laughs> yeah, maybe maybe we will like see we'll see how long COVID goes on for and yeah. maybe there will be a part two. It'd be kind of funny to do that and yeah. and see like like we say what how our like views that. change. Yeah. Let's do that. Okay, well we'll see whenever um it will be, but stay tuned yeah. for part two. <laughs> Boundary yeah. queens coming in. okay all right well thanks guys and we'll we'll catch you next week thanks for listening to the mindful and the messy if you'd like to keep in touch you can find us on instagram roxy rogan which is r-o-g-a-n and sarah is at sacred by sarah thanks so much and talk again soon